Quiet, please. It is time to listen. A sexy and hysterical genius is about to speak. This is unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. It's your podcast. And it is rooted in God, family, country. You know what it is. I'm Kevo, your host. Unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. Welcome, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for, even if you don't like me, and I know there's there's some of you out there that don't. That's okay. It's okay. Of course, I can't imagine why not. Uh, I do thank you so much for at least listening to find something to hate on and, and get upset about because that is engaging in it, I'll say. That's better than nothing. So thank you. Um, I think maybe privately you're listening because you, you kind of think I'm right. But <clears throat> I think a lot of people, honestly, today, think a lot of the things I say are extremely accurate. But they can't say that. Maybe they work for someone or, 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 or they're with someone. Or, or they just, they just, they're so afraid of what people may say. That's insane. Say what you want to say. Don't call people names. Don't be vile. Stuff like that. Okay? All right. But welcome. And before we go any further, how about a word from our sponsor? Cannot do it without them, as I say all the time. People think that some of the things I say are just so controversial. They're just, oh my God, can you believe it? It's so mean. It's hateful. It's hateful. So hateful. So hateful. So controversial. I'm not. What's crazy is 30 minutes ago, 99.9999999% of the people uh, in this country felt that way. We all kind of agreed upon these basic principles and, and fundamental things. And now all of a sudden, as I've said before and I'll say again, getting back to the sponsor thing real quick, though, is, uh, is we're not, we don't have differences of opinions in this country now anymore. That, that was cool when you had differences of opinion. Now you got people that say, well, we got a different fact. That's impossible. That's impossible. Facts are facts. They're concrete, okay? For example, here's a good example, okay? It's a little wrong, right? It's a little wrong to call a tomato a fruit. But it's extremely wrong to call a tomato a suspension bridge. That's what the leftist is doing in this country. They are calling a tomato a suspension bridge. They're not calling it a fruit. Like, we, we, we used to have that argument, and that was okay. But now they're referring to it as a suspension bridge. That's a metaphor. Don't take that literal. But, of course, there's a leftist out there somewhere that probably agrees with that, so whatever. Anyway, so my views are not that controversial. It's just the left has gotten crazy, like Patsy Cline crazy. All right. It's out there, man, like Pluto, like out there. It's gone. And that's a problem. But anyway, so <laughs> I digress. Here is a word from our sponsor. Hit it.
RHTC is a national leader in construction and industrial-based training. Right here in West Virginia, Louisiana, we offer CCO prep courses in all variations of mobile crane as well as tower crane, lattice boom crawler, articulating boom crane and loader, rigging level one and two, signal person, and coming soon, telehandler or extended reach forklift prep classes. So whether a new career for you, the individual, or needing training for your entire crew, call us at 318-330-9000 or find us at rhtcinc.com again 318-330-9000 or find us at rhtcinc.com god bless all right guys so thank you to our friends over at rhtc cannot do it without them amazing uh they keep supporting uh they keep supporting the show and me and uh, well i think because they know that truthfully without a doubt no questions asked my views are 100% rooted in God, family, and country. And those are great, good, noble things. So, that goes without saying. Let's get to the show. Sorry, I rant over for a little... Well, not... My... my, my uh, Okay, anyway, let's just get to the show, okay? All right, uh, guys, I want to do, do a little something different before we, we get started into, you know, what's going on other other parts of this country. You know, some of my rant, rant. I want to do something a little special, okay? So, uh... I spent a uniquely passionate weekend doing something, and it, it, it entails serving others. It's about doing for others. It's about a connection that people make. All right. I, it's that way with every dem- – so what I'm about to say, every demographic has this, Right. Doesn't matter, men, women, white, black, green, Mexican, Spanish, Puerto Rican, Chinese, Asian. It doesn't matter. But I, I'm only going to speak of what I experienced this weekend. I am not uh, uh, saying that women don't experience it and do. Uh, 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 no, I'm going to speak for men for a moment. So this is coming from a standpoint from a a man that spent a weekend with other men, not dudes, not guys, men. And they spent, we spent this weekend serving other men, men that are down, men that are broken, men that don't know truthfully which way to turn next, men that may be this close, and when I say this close, you know, you're holding that, that, that just barely daylight between your thumb and, and pointer finger. They're this close to just saying, screw it, and maybe even ending it all. Men, men that got up and in front of other men that they didn't know, that 99% of them they didn't know. They opened up about their most intimate and dark secrets that they're fighting with, that have been in the past maybe, that they haven't told anyone. Things that, that break men down. Things that could ruin families. And they did it because they want to be better men. They don't want to be that way anymore. And it's important that we recognize, before we get on with the show, I just thought it was important 
that we recognize this by example. Okay? So, I'm not getting off on a biblical rant. But I'm going to tell you, every one of us, whether under the eyes of God, or just because you're a quote-unquote good dude, could all use a reminding that Proverbs 27.17 is one of the most important things we as men can do. And that is, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That is extremely important to our country, to our society, to our way of life, getting back to the fabric of God, family, country, and overall goodness. See, as I sat this weekend and I watched these men transform from broken into redeemed, I did, I realized that that's what's missing in this country. Like, it hit me. Like, used to, I would see this on a regular basis, not just four weekends a year that was put together by a group or a church or or something. No, No. You would see this regularly. Regularly. But now, but now, it comes, you know, with a prerequisite. You know, someone sees you broken and saying you need help. I think it's followed by, well, I could help you, but who'd you vote for? Or how do you feel about transgenderism? How do you feel about Trump? You know, uh, who are you going to vote for in this coming election? Uh, You you know, where's your stance on... um, uh, the Biden crime family, or or what? You know, what do you think about COVID? Like, tell me your are you vaccinated or not vaccinated? Because if you're not vaccinated, I I can't get close to you and help you. A lot of that goes on, and hey, hey, a lot of that goes on both sides. Both sides. That's why I said, you know, uh, who did you vote for? Are you part of the Biden crime? What do you think about the Biden crime family and all those things? Okay. All right, what's your stance on, on, on transgender ideology? You know mine. You listen to a show. You get it, right? But as I've said before, what happens, and this, ha- this has happened several times, is there's a, group, there's a group of people in town, right? And they hear things I say, and, man, they just spend the evening bashing me and talking about what a bigot Nazi I am. We're just throwing the word Nazi around like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. And I have never, ever said anything even worthy of putting the term Nazi with it. But part of doing a podcast is understanding and knowing that you're going to get criticized. I accept that. Sometimes what I don't like, I have a hard time accepting, are just the outright lies. Like I'm a Nazi, or I'm racist, or I'm transphobic. I don't even know what that means. I don't. I don't know what that means. What does it mean? I'm not scared of anybody. I'm not scared of anyone. All people, by and large, have the ability to be good. Okay, if you're, I've said before, I'll say again, if you're transgender, I am not going to sit in a room full of people and call you she 
when you want to be called or, or he or whatever, any, either way. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to belittle you in front of people. I'm not going to do that. Now, if we get up in a public forum and have a structured governmental debate because of policy and rules and laws and regulations, then I am going to refer to boys, boys, girls, girls, and that's it. However, however, in a social setting, if you're a good person, that's all I care about. Guess what? We don't have to discuss where you use the bathroom. I stand where I stand. Don't have to discuss it. We don't have to discuss women, uh, 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 men playing in women's sports. You know where I stand? We don't have to discuss it. If you're a trans person and you call me and you say, Kevo, I got a tree on my house, fell in. Man, it, 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 I, this is destroyed. I got a storm coming. People said you would help. I'm going to go. You got it. Let me get a crew together. I'm on my way. I'm going to help you. I'm going to serve you. I'll cry with you. I'll laugh with you. I'll pray for you. You may not be that person. You, you may just be a, you know, a, a denouncer of God. And that's, you know, I, if you ever wanted to talk to me about it, I'd love to. I'm not going to force my ways down your throat at all. I'm not going to do that. Doesn't that sound logical, right? Not forcing your views, my views down your throat. That sounds pretty logical, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Well, as much as you care about how people see you, and how people refer to you and the respect they give you, I care the same about God. See, I care the same about men that I serve with. So this weekend, I served a group of men along with other men that served a group of men that, as I said earlier, were broken and, and some of them inches away from making decisions ringing bells that can't be un unrung. And a few weeks ago, I said to my son-in-law, hey, what are you doing on this weekend? And he said, nothing. And I said, well, you are now. Don't ask. Trust me. You're going. You need this. And, and, and all he said was, uh, no problem. Just, just, you just tell me <laughs> so I can take off work. Tell me when do I need to, you know, wh what, what time do I need to take off? So I told him. I told him, Thursday, 5 uh, uh, Saturday to five, say. That's it. And I said, I'm willing to tell you that when you leave there, you will never experience anything like you will experience here. It's life-changing. It's eye-opening. And I've never seen a man not... I've never seen a man go to this and not get something out of it. Now, the problem is, will it stick, right? That's, that's always the problem. When people make great changes, will that stick? See, that's, that's where it is. That's where the, the conundrum lies. So I serve with men this weekend. My son-in-law was on this, on this, uh, at this weekend deal, okay? And I watched other men talk to him and care for him. I didn't, I didn't want to be involved in that but with, with his conversations. I want him to be able to truthfully talk to people and not think, well, my father-in-law's right there. I can't get things off my chest because maybe there's something in there that, that upsets me. 
Maybe there's something in there that makes you go, what? Well, that's not fair. Because I look back at myself and I said, self, you ever made mistakes? You're married to someone's daughter. Have you made them? Yes, I have. So, he deserves the right to go do this. It wasn't even my request. It was at my demand, and he went. So, he deserves the right to sit there with other men and be able to open up the way he wants to open up and not have me sitting there looking over his shoulder. So, I sat at a whole other table, way far away, didn't hear the conversations. And one man, one man in particular, there's no doubt, was good to everyone at that table. Obviously, this is a good man. This is a man that experienced heartache in his life. He has, he has, he has uh, uh, created heartache in his life, just like all of us have. But he's a man that's out there serving because he knows the importance of giving back one. Number two, he understands the importance of giving back and trying to get young men, young men, and all men, yes, but the importance of young men on the right track with their wives, with their their families, with their children. He understands that. And he spent the weekend treating my son-in-law as if it was his mission, along with other men at that table too now. He didn't just pinpoint my son-in-law, but along with other men at that table, like it was his mission to do everything he could to make sure that these men understood they're not alone. They're not the only ones that have done stupid things. They're not the only ones that have made mistakes. They're not the only ones that feel like they're not worthy. They're not the only ones that feel like nobody loves them at some point in their life. They're not the only one. They're not the only one that's ever been told, you're no good, you're crap, you're shit. They're not the only one. 99.9% of us experience this. And this, this man really, really showed up, showed out. If you could have seen him when my son-in-law, on his own, decided to stand up and tell a room full of 130 people, the things, the most intimate, crucial, hard things he's ever had to tell and say, I don't want to live this way anymore. I am ready to give my life and live as a godly man. I want to, I want to tell you something. Iron sharpens iron, right? Another way of putting this is... Pay attention to people who clap when you or your circle is experiencing a win. You should clap for them. When a friend is experiencing something positive, life-changing in their circle, with them or their circle, if you're a friend 
you should clap. You should clap passionately, without doubt. No questions asked. You should give the attaboy good for you. I want to celebrate with this. I want to celebrate with you in this. You shouldn't uh, just change the subject because you hate to talk about other people doing well. You shouldn't do that. I haven't seen this man that headed up that table where my son-in-law was. I hadn't seen this man in years. And to say we were friends is, I mean, we weren't not friends, but we just just kind of acquaintances. See each other, stop, talk. How you doing? Good to see you. And do the, you know, the lie thing where you go, man, we ought to get together sometime. Nobody, nobody thinks anything about it. But I tell you what, you see men differently when you experience that. You see men in a whole different light when you see the look on their face. When someone in your circle breaks down and wins. Breaking, sometimes winning, part of winning is breaking down and getting to a lowest of lows. And immediately you come up out of it. You're not staying there long. You come up out of it. That's what happened. I won't use his name, but I'll call him PC. That's what I'll call him. And to say that when that happened, to see him hug my son-in-law and then look at me and in your life, you're going to get, I'm going to be careful when I say that somebody out there is going to make fun of this. I know. You're going to get embraced by people, right? Your spouse, your children, maybe a mom, dad, you know, a brother, you know. And there's, there's ones that's going to feel different. You're going to get them, and it's going to be, oh, we're just, you know, hey, man, good to see you, hug. And then you're going to get the ones that are validating. They're affirming. They're saying, hey, man, this was powerful. This changes things. I'm here with you. And I experienced that. A lot of men experienced that this weekend. It is important that you don't just post memes on Facebook and say, hey, I think the world ought to be a better place. Here's what people ought to do. That you don't post the meme, you know, the, you know, the meme of the celebrity with some quote underneath it that the celebrity probably didn't say. But it looks good because it's got Clint Eastwood on there. <laughs> looks good because Jack Nicholson's on there. Those, right? You know what you're doing when you post that? Nothing. You're doing nothing. I'm going to tell you what else you're doing when you're doing that. You're showing people that you're doing nothing. Because most people that do that do nothing. They just want other people to think they're doing something. That's what they want. They want the, the, they want the, the persona of, look, 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 I care about people. Look at me. I'm woke, man. I'm cool. And that is, and I'll say it again. Said it before. I had a group just blast me for this. I'll let them blast me again. I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming it. If you call yourself woke, I'm not going to call you a moron. Okay? But I'll pray for you. 
the term. I don't care how it started. Don't give me the, oh, well, black people started. You calling black people dumb? No, bro, I'm not. The term and what it's turned into is dumb. Okay? It's moronic. Stop. Stop. But you're not going to stop. You're going to do you. That's what you're going to do. You're going to walk around telling people what they ought to do with their life. Well, you know what I say to you? I say, look at your circle. And you know where I'd start? I'd go into my bedroom, wake up in the morning, and what's the first thing you do when you get out of bed? What's your surrounding look like? When you walk into your bathroom, down your hallway, what's your surrounding look like? Is it cluttered? Are there clothes everywhere? Is it a mess? Is it disgusting? Is it dirty? Well, let's say it is. Let's say it is. Let's say it's clutter, it's filth, you ain't washed clothes in two weeks, there's still food on the stove from a week ago, right? Right? You ain't made your bed six years. You, you change the sheets every now and then. First off, if you don't sleep with a fitted sheet and top sheet, don't say anything to me about fixing anybody's life. Stop. I don't want to hear it. That being said, if the rest of your house and surrounding where you live, where your circle hangs out, if it's dirty, if it's unkempt, if it's not put together, you don't need to be going out telling other people what to do with their life. The first thing I do is fix my, my area. Don't go out and tell others what to do when you can't even control your circle that nobody sees. See, that's where it's at. It's the things that people don't see. When you have a restaurant, if the bathroom's filthy, what do you think the kitchen's like where people don't go? See, don't do that. Fix your circle before you go out and tell others how to live their life. Well, see, that's what men did this weekend. They have done things, worked toward. It's not 100% perfect. Nobody's circle is. We're still broken. But these men... And the man I speak of, PC, has done things to better his life and his circle to make up for maybe mistakes that were made. And I don't know what they are, but I know we've got them. We all got them. I don't know what his mistakes are. Don't care. Could care less. Could care less. That's irrelevant. What's relevant is that he is out wanting other people to not fall down that same path. Stop it. I was 43 before I realized, oh my God, I'm, I, I'm not doing this the right way. I don't want a lot of young men, I don't want young men to go through that. Why not learn early and not have to give the heartache and experience the heartache that some of us have? You know, back years ago, and I'll end with this, back years ago, Scientists did a study, and what they did was they, they, they filled five-gallon buckets halfway full of water, and they put rats in them, and they watched—excuse me, mice. They watched these mice swim and tread water, and they all watched diligently. They had five or six different buckets out, right? And, and there was like one or two mice per bucket, and they watched diligently. There, there, for every mice or mouse, there was a person there. So if there were two mice in this bucket, there were two men at that bucket. Two mice in this bucket, two men in this bucket, and so forth. They watched diligently, right? And, and right about the time that the mice looked like, all right, this is it. 
I'm stopping this. I'm fixing to quit treading water. I can't do it no more. The scientists rescued them, took them out. They let them, no kidding, they let them kind of calm down for a little while. A couple hours. Maybe not even that long. Maybe longer, whatever. Let them calm down. And then they put them back in the bucket. And they start treading water again. Do you know how long these mice treaded water the second time? Long pause, right? Okay. It's bad for radio, but, you know, good for dramatic effect. They did not start giving up, like earlier, 15 minutes. 15 minutes into treading water. They took them out, let them rest a little while, put them back in. The second time... This is, I'm not misspeaking. I would say misprint, but I'm talking. It's not a misprint. It's not a misspeak. It's, hear me. 60 hours. Scientists were baffled. They could not figure out what in the hell, man. What, what is this about? So after 60 hours, they get them out. And they start trying to write a, a, an indie theory to this. Like, what is this? And they can't figure it out. And the next day, a scientist comes in and he goes, guys, I, I know we're scientists and we don't like to think like this, but there's only one thing it could have been. What, what, man, what, what, what is it? What is it? It's going to sound crazy. You ready? Yeah, we're ready, man. What was it? Hope. See, the mice found themselves rescued the first time. Right when it was about to end, they found themselves rescued. So they were willing to tread water for hours and hours and hours and hours because they were convinced somebody was going to come save them. They had hope. Hope did that to those mice. Now, if mice can tread water for 60 hours in the hopes that some scientist will then grab them before the end is done, then what do you think men can do when they get together, build each other up, are there for each other, put their arms around each other, don't judge each other, and they do it all in the name of God. What do you think can happen with that? I want to tell my friend, my new brother, PC, that I was so taken aback by your care and deep concern for that young man in my circle. And it will never go unnoticed. And that, my friend, is what men are judged on. They're not judged on mistakes they've made. They're not judged on whether or not they, they cuss. Or maybe whether or not they smoke. And I'm a man of God, and I know these things. I know the things we do are sins. You know, I smoke a cigar every now and then. I know I'm not supposed to do that. I, I know I cuss. I know that's not cool. I know, I know that's an ungodly thing to do, right? But this man took a heart 
heartfelt interest in wanting my circle to be stronger. And it was selfless. It was compassionate. It was a man that was rooted in God, family, and country because he knows serving God, building stronger families, makes a stronger America. PC, thank you. Brother, you exemplify what it is to be a man of God. And it will forever, ever be, uh, I am forever at your debt for doing what you did and caring about him the way you did. It was incredible. I owe you. I love you. God bless you, brother. You mean so much to me. Thank you. More men need to do just that. Just as, just as important is more young men need to be willing to step out, open up, and say, I need to admit this. I need to be able to admit this to God, to these people that are here to make me better. Do not be afraid to say, here's what I've done wrong. Because I'm telling you, what men will do for one another when no one's worried about who gets credit is one of the most powerful things you'll ever see. So to PC, for being the leader he was, also to my son-in-law for, for stepping out and, 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 and going all out and going, I, I've got to admit this. Y'all were a great team. PC, I love you. I owe you. God bless you, man. You know I'll be, we'll be, you know how much we'll be seeing each other soon. You know that. All right. Let's get on. I look, I've been nice all I can, right? Let me get down to the, the dude that, that people are like, see, this is the guy I don't like. All right, so let's waste no time. Let's get into the, the dude you don't like. Yeah. Or, or either some of you are like, yes, thank you. Or some of you are like, oh, I want to kill him. So whatever. So uh, here we go. This makes me happy. Nothing, nothing makes me happier than this, right? The Biden administration and all their infinite wisdom. And just, I mean, they're, they're a glorious thing, right? So the Biden administration issues racial diversity guidance. What? Racial diversity guidance for college admissions post, right? The Supreme Court of the United States America affirmative action ban. All right, so now that that's done, which was one of the most racist things ever implemented. Now that's done. Two things by judgment of, you know, who's the best for the job, character, etc. Like, but that doesn't seem very difficult to me. I mean, he's done, right? I don't think it's very difficult at all. But let's just see what the Biden administration says. You know, instead of this, you know, go by, you know, who's the best person, job, best grades, Character, you, you, you know, when you have these 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 uh, uh, in-person interviews at these universities, who nails the interview process better? You know, you should probably do it behind the 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 the, the uh, uh, future students should probably be behind a wall where you can't see what color they are. You shouldn't be able to judge that way, guys. I don't care how many white people don't get spots. 
if there are black men and women, Asian men and women, Hispanic men and women, better for it, truly better for it, sign them up. That's what I want. I want the best people for the job. The best students for the school. Let's be honest, though. Huh? Universities have gone wildly leftist, so they pick people based on who they can sell their agenda to. Don't tell me they don't. They do. But anyway, so the Biden administration issues racial diversity guidance for college admissions, right? So the Biden administration released new guidance on Monday for higher education institutions to legally consider a student's race during admission in the wake of the Supreme Court ban on affirmative action. This is by uh, Brandon Dre of the uh, Daily Wire. This is a moment of great urgency in higher education, Secretary of Education Miguel Cordona told reporters Monday morning. Just before the nation's highest court broke for recesses at the end of June, SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States, issued a landmark ruling that said race-based admission programs at Harvard University violated Title IX of the Civil Rights Act, and the University of North Carolina programs violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Students for fair admission sued the elite schools, accusing them of unfairly factoring race into their admission processes, pointing to the high test scores of rejected Asian Americans and white applicants. The group argued that Harvard violated the Title IX of the Civil Rights Act, which prohibits racial discrimination by schools that receive federal funding. In the other case, the group accused the, the UNC of violating the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause by considering race in its admissions process. All right, we know what has happened at colleges when individual states have banned affirmative action in the past, okay? Uh, fewer students of color applied, and fewer students of color were admitted. We could not afford that kind of backpedaling on a national scale. Now, it, it, that's, that's what, that's what uh, Cardona, uh, I'm sorry, I lost his name there, so sorry, uh, Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona said. So, you know, we know what's happened at colleges today when they banned for infection in the past. Cardona said, fewer students of color applied, fewer students of color were admitted. We cannot afford that. That's him. That's his statement. So, uh, this is crazy. So, according to the question-answer portion of the document, federal officials said the Supreme Court's decision does not require institutions to ignore race when identifying prospective students for outreach and recruitment provided that their outreach and recruitment programs do not provide targeted groups of prospective students' preference in the admissions process. Some examples federal officials detailed include offering affinity clubs with race-related themes, considering how an applicant's race has shaped personal experiences, and reevaluating admission preferences for students with legacy status, legacy status or donor affiliation. Uh, with respect to admissions practices themselves, especially for the upcoming cycle, the departments encourage colleges and universities to review their policies to ensure they identify and reward those attributes that they may that they most value such as hard work achievement intellectual curiosity potential and determination the administration wrote in the dear colleague letter hey hey hang on a minute so i got a question the Biden administration issues racial diversity guidance. Why do you think they did that? So stop and think for a minute before you're blurting out the answer. Because I know some of you right now are like, uh, because uh, the institution's racist, man. It's racist. That's not it. By and large, 
this country is not racist. There are instances, sporadically, of racism in every way. And please, for the love of all God, don't call black people being racist to white people reverse racism. It's not. It's racism. But that's rare. I don't think that goes on and just droves out the yin-yang. I think it happens, but it's not the norm. Neither is white people holding back people of color, Asian, black, et cetera, et cetera. However, if you looked at the numbers, the race that suffered most by affirmative action were Asians. Because people go around saying all the time, you know, white people this, white people got it all. Listen, there is no demographic in this country achieving more, having more success, and doing better than Asians. And they've earned it. They're not giving it. They've earned it. But yet, in droves, universities denied their applications on behalf of applications of different people of color. Why are we doing that? This, is, this does not seem that difficult to me. The President of the United States, if going to make a statement about this, should simply say, hey, university colleges, here's a racial diversity guidance for college admissions since SCOTUS you know, did the, uh, the affirmative action ban. Here's what we thought we, you, may, you guys may want to look at. And it should be like one paragraph. It shouldn't be that long. Shouldn't. It should be, hey, it doesn't matter what color people are. It doesn't matter where they come from. Their background, their parents, none of that matters. I want you to look at what's normal. Take race out of it. And in the admissions process, you look at the character references given on this recruit. You look at uh, their, 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 their volunteering throughout their, their, their junior high, high school years. You look at what they've done to give back. You look at their grades. You look at the, if there's a video interview process where, where they tape them uh, explaining why they think they would be the best uh, recruit for the choice. You look at that. The last thing you should look at is what color that recruit is. Because if you say at any point, hey, we, we need to have more white people, so just pick some white people. I don't want that. No, I don't want you to do that. If they're not earning it, then that's, man, sorry, tough love sometimes. Hey, we got to get better, got to get stronger at these admissions processes. Uh, we, we got to do more, volunteer more. We, we, we got to turn more heads in this process. So look, it's okay. Do better. Do better. Go back, redo it, reapply next year. Go to a small college university, reapply next year, and kick the crap out of them. Same should go for any other color. Asian, Spanish, black, white. It doesn't matter. But the left seems to think the only way we can do this is you got to have a certain percentage with racial diversity. Stop saying that crap, too. 
Oh, my God, stop saying those words. Hollywood recently pointed out that you can now only win Oscars if you've got a certain percentage of minorities in your film. So you can't win Best Actor, I mean, I'm sorry, Best Picture unless the film crew is a certain percentage minority. I want you to think about that. Is this really the United States of America that you loved, that we all loved, that made sense? Huh? It was about the sweat, the blood, sweat, and tears you put into something. How hard you worked. So many different people in this country, black, white, green, purple, proved that if you bust your ass, you can achieve anything and only in America. It's not that way anymore. It's, you don't have to bust your ass. But, if you got a certain number of minorities on your crew, you're getting moved to the top, no matter what. By God, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to hire people of color. Be on our crew. And uh, it's going to put us up here. And I don't care if they're good at what they do. No, I'm not going to vet them. I'm not, no, because that, you know. Is that right? Is that right? Huh? Let me ask you another question. Is it right for you to think that you need to dumb things down for black people? How do you think black men and women feel about that? How do you think black men and women feel about you saying that about their children, their students? Like, you know, let's just make the admission process not as hard for people of color. Really? Really? You don't think they're capable? Uh, that's what you're saying. That's exactly what you're saying. See, in a podcast uh, several months, I think, actually, I think maybe it was a live show, actually. So it wasn't recorded. But I said something live show about, there's this song recently that came out about, you know, this guy's playing guitar. He's pretty awesome, man. He, he played steel guitar very, very well. But and he sings good. He's got a great country twang to it. Be a great folk country singer. But anyway, he talks in the song about how there are people out there on food stamps, 300 pounds, buying little Debbie snack. Now listen to me. Hear me out. Two things. Number one, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I never do this. Go back listen. I never do this. Uh, Hello? I've been saying that for two years. Why are we giving people so much money in food stamps to buy anything they want? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Set a standard. Meats, vegetables, fruit, non-sugared drinks, not Kool-Aid, all right, here's something else. Go look at the sugar in orange juice. People, people walk around, oh, but orange juice, man, it's good for you. No, it's not. Orange juice is terrible for you. Sorry to the, the orange people farmer out there. My bad, my bad. But it's not good for you. It's terrible. Go look at the sugar in orange juice. Kids sit around and play video games today. It ain't going to take long, buddy. They're going to be obese. So, don't need to buy that. Non-sugar drinks, fruits, vegetables, meats. Yeah, yes. But, be honest. 
do 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 we need to sell lobster? Come on. Come on. I'm just asking. All right. Do we need to sell lobster? Look, I'm fine with beef. I'm fine with steak. I'm fine with brisket. I, I I think lean meats. I think red meats. I think meats in in, in as a whole, but because the lack of uh, carbs is good because carbs turn to sugar. Sugar makes me gain weight. I'm fine with that. Whatever. But in turn, we don't need to sell 37 boxes of Little Debbie snacks. And that's okay. We don't need to buy boxes of Captain Crunch out the yin-yang. We, we don't need to be giving that to people on food stamps. So when I said that, uh, evidently I got a nickname somewhere. It was like, uh, uh, this is what it was. Look, don't mind me. This is the nickname I was given. I was given the, the uh, uh, no food stamp Negro Keva. Really? Really? <sighs> Who mentioned color? I never one time, ever, ever, in that live show, ever. I had two, I had a producer and a co-host. And they both said, if you would have, I'd call you out on it. I'd say, yeah, you did, man. You can't lie, you did. Never one time. Never. But that's what you said. Somebody out there, a group out there judging me. That's what you said. Implying, am I right? That's implying that I was talking about black people. So in your mind, that's what you pictured. I think that's racist. No, I don't think. I know it is. Because it's not a race thing. It's a culture thing. It's happening from the south side of Monroe to Balcomville to the north side of Monroe to the Garden District to West Monroe to Calhoun to Downsville to Rusted. People all over are doing it. Because it's the way you're brought up. It has nothing to do with your race. It's how you're told that it's okay. Well, it shouldn't be okay. Just because something's legal doesn't mean that it's morally right. Right? And I think sometimes if we're getting things, we have children, we should explain to them, hey, right now we're down on our luck. We're getting assistance from the federal government, the state, federal government, whatever it is. And, and we're, we're, they're helping us to make sure we have food on the table. Because of that, we're not going to go through and buy. I'm not buying 700 boxes of Little Debbie cakes. I'm not buying pints, uh, gallons of ice cream, Cere boxes of cereals, Pop-Tarts out the yin-yang. I want you to be healthy. I want you to understand the value of a dollar and the value of giving back. That, that's what the system's for, for people in need. But we should never abuse it. So we're going to buy, you know, meats. We're going to buy vegetables. We're going to buy fruits. We're going to buy healthy things. And, 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 and we're going to limit. We're not just going to overeat all day. You know, we're going to set a schedule. Do Now, recently I saw a video where a lady says that three meals a day is based in white supremacy. And I, it was at that point that I stopped the video. I, there's nothing whatsoever I want to hear from this person. I, I listened no more. That's how she started. 
the 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 rant. Once she got there, I was done. I'm not listening to that. I'm not listening to that. That's the most ignorant few words I've ever heard put together and called a sentence. No, stop, 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 stop. About the pilgrims and colonialism and all that. Stop. Stop it. I, I don't want to hear anymore. I'm so sick of hearing it, okay? I'm so tired of hearing it. It's ridiculous. This country is not full of white supremacy. This country does not have white supremacy running rampant. The President of the United States, I'm going to bring it up one more time because it pissed me off big time. The President of the United States was at uh, Howard University giving a commencement speech. Tell me this. I want you to tell me something. Here's what the President of the United States said. Uh, Two parts of the, the, the commencement speech. He said, the biggest threat to black America right now in the United States is white supremacy. I mean that. And then a little bit later, he said, I banned assault weapons once. I'm going to do it again. I'll tell you, I'm going to do it again. Tell me something. Just out of curiosity. Where do those two topics fit in at a commencement speech? Tell me. Tell me. Why should the president be buying votes? That's what he's doing. That's all he's doing. He is spewing hate and out right lies in order to gain votes. That's what he did. He wants those people to see there's no doubt. He wants those black men and women sitting there listening to him to envision white conservatives as evil. That is his mindset. So he wanted to just... You know, just knock it home a little bit, you know, there a little bit later when he said, the assault weapons ban. What right do you have to use this weapon, that weapon? I'm going to ban it once I ban it again. That just hammered home that white thing, right? That's all that did. That's all it did. Because he talked about how, you, you, you know, NRA and Republicans, conservatives, which... During that talk, these people had the visual of the president and they're picturing white people with guns. And, and, and I've said time and time again, I want to add, I'm not a Republican. If you want to know why, you say, why, Kevo? Why do you say that? I say, well, here's why, sir, or ma'am, or, because those are the only two sexes, by the way. I always like throw that in there every show. However, uh, I'm not because... of Republicans working in and around government today are cowards. Are cowards. These Republicans that during COVID, you know, uh, uh, said things like, you know, these people say they don't want to wear masks and they're patriots. Mayor Monroe said that. You're wrong. Yes, they do. They just simply want the freedom to choose. When he said that that day, I said to myself, yep, yep, a lot of respect lost for him, a lot of respect lost for him, and this has nothing to do with him as a person, maybe as a person he feels differently, maybe as somebody, if he was a voter, maybe he feels different, I don't know, but 
as a government official, if, if, if you would, an elected official, he says that because I, I don't want to alienate voters. I, I, I want to be, well, that's cowardice. That, that's cowardice is what that is. There is nothing wrong with people having the freedom to choose. So if we were 100% honest now, those masks work, guys? Did they? Come on now. Come on. What about that shot? That worked? That worked? Yeah? Mm-hmm. My wife's employer had to get it, had to get it, had to get it, but this day you'll be fired. Had to get it, had to get it, got to be fired. Glad she got that COVID shot. Had it three times. Oh, glad she got So let's quit calling it a vaccination because it's not. See, uh, we call the flu vaccine, right? We call it the flu shot because it doesn't mean you're not going to get it. That's what we need to start calling the COVID shot. It's not a vaccination. All this, all this, that's why I think Republicans are cowards. 97% of them. So I, I, I don't want anything to do with that title. Now, that doesn't mean I may not vote that way. Because, you know, when you got a Democrat and a Republican, what, I mean, I could not vote. Not going to do that. So sometimes I got to vote that way because that's closest to Voting my values. That's all I could do. But if I could get a party behind a constitutional conservative party, that title, I would, oh, God, I'd be so passionate. That document, those Bill of Rights, all men created equal. We're not going to judge anybody by their race. Yeah. Everybody has equal opportunity. Nobody is guaranteed equal outcome. Work hard. Do good, get good things. And yes, there is the occasion of people that work hard, do good, and, and, and they just cannot win. It's always bad luck. That happens. It's called life. It doesn't mean the system's rigged. It just means the world's an imperfect place. Nothing's ever guaranteed. Nothing. My wife and I lost a four-month-old heart failure. After him, 11 miscarriages. You think that's fair? Think it's fair? People going out left and right, aborting babies and laughing about it. If you don't think so, I'll play you you some uh, audio next show. I'm already making a note. Don't say that they're not. It's not happening. Yes, they are. Yes, it is. Having abortions, bragging about it just because. You think that's fair? Things aren't fair. Nothing's ever going to be fair. Right? It's an imperfect world. And it, by and large, is an imperfect system. There's, there's things that are going to be messed up in it. But if we don't put some goodness back in our everyday fundamentals and thought points, if we don't put values back in it, it's almost lost. It's almost lost to the point it's, we're done. We're never going to get it back. I do think right now, right now, I think there is, if we, if we could, I'm just being honest with you, if we could get Biden out of all, if he wins another four years, we will not recognize America in, in, uh, in 2028. We will not recognize it. It's going to be, I, I think, what I'm saying, it'll be socialist. I think it will be three-quarters socialist. I think control is what they want. 
And I, hey, look, look, I've said before, guys, I'm not picking on leftists. I'm not picking on Democrats. There are some uh, Republicans that want that. There's some that want that too. That's why I'm not Republican. That's why we got to get rid of these people. That's why we need term limits. But this race baiting still going on by the President of the United States, issuing gender guidance. I mean, I'm sorry, gender guidance. Listen to me. Uh, uh, introducing uh, uh, racial guidance, diversity plans to colleges and universities. That shouldn't be that long, guys. A paragraph. Hey, don't judge except for anything by character, grades, uh, uh, how they did in their interview, how they volunteered, what they did with their time. You know, your gut. What does your gut tell you? Do they have charisma? Do they have what it takes? That's what we should judge by. That's it. But of course, the Biden administration and what they're good at is bashing the white people. We're the evil people. That's what we are. That's what, that's what they said. You know, that's what Biden said, right? Right, Joe? All right, so last rant, last rant of the show. Uh, I got a big problem with this, big problem. I would love to have a fun, lively, uh, uh, not hateful, but just a, just a good, fun, lively debate with somebody on this topic. So if anybody's willing, love to have them. So Disney Snow White star slammed as she continues bashing original film in another video that has resurfaced. So Disney's new Snow White is Rachel Zegler. Now, she got slammed on social media by Daily Wire host Matt Walsh and others as she continued bashing the original film in another resurfaced video where she claimed the prince was a stalker. So in, in the video that resurfaced on X over the weekend, which is used to be Twitter, right? Freaked me out a little bit. I forgot that was coming. Okay. Anyway, the 22-year-old actress said, I mean, you know, the original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so. There's a big focus on her love story with a guy who literally stalks her. Weird. Weird. So we didn't do that this time. We have a different approach to what I'm sure a lot of people assume is a love story just because we cast a guy in the movie, Andrew Burnett. Great dude, she added. It's one of those things that I think everyone's going to have their assumptions about what it's going to be. But it's really not about the love story at all, which is really, really wonderful. So, uh, I'm a little confused. All right, well, well, let me keep reading. Hang on, hang on. Uh, conservative radio host uh, Dana Lose joked, uh, they probably couldn't have a Prince Charming in this one because Snow White is annoying. Uh, is so annoying that he just let her continue napping. I'm starting to kind of see that. Like, I got to wake her up with the kids? I don't want to wake If you, she'll just, she's so blah. She's, it's like Charlie Brown's parent, uh, uh, teachers. Walt, 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 that's kind of what I think. What are you doing? What are you saying, lady? That's what I would be saying to the director. Like, I really got to go. I don't want to do it anymore. Fire me. Fire me. That's what I'd be saying. In another video that resurfaced recently, the actress faced backlash and she said the remake wasn't going to have any of those things like Snow White being saved by the prince or the princess dreaming about true love. She's not going to be saved by the prince. She's not going to be dreaming about true love, Ziegler said in the clip. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be and the leader that her late father told her that she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave, and true. So, 
Here's my issue with this, okay? Snow White, if you look at the original movie, it is uh, the, the, the princess, the prince, the kiss, the love story, the, the, your prince charming. If you want to remake it, then remake it. If you want to change the story, then don't remake Snow White. Do something else. Make your own prince and princess. Make up a new one and have them do that. Can we not have anything damn traditional in this country? Do we have, do we have to make everything woke? We have to. We have to do it, don't we? You just have to let it be known that by God, I'm woke, man. I'm freaking woke, man. I'm going to show you. I'm woke. No, you're a coward. You're a coward. You're so cowardice that you're afraid to admit that, hey, in this country, there are still love stories. In the world we live in, there's still love stories. There are ladies that find their Prince Charming. There are Prince Charming that find their ladies and princesses. And they truly live happily ever after. 26 years I've been married next month. And I'm telling you, I have my princess. And it didn't mean that I didn't make some mistakes and almost lose her. It didn't mean that I was always the Prince Charming I needed to be. But when I learned my lesson, I learned that lesson. I understood. I'm not looking back. I'm not going back. I'm not doing. I am and always will be the Prince Charming that my wife needs. My wife is an amazing, real woman. Is she less of a woman? Because she sees me as her Prince Charming, that she likes, that I come to her at times as, as her being the damsel in distress and save her. Like, that makes me less person. That makes her less of a woman. If you want to do your own thing, that okay. That's great. We should do your own thing. Quit remaking shit and changing it. Why? What purpose does it serve? All it serves is you proving not that you're woke. You're just you're just a coward that's so afraid to just keep things in a traditional way. You're such a coward to start your own thing that you're going to use the, 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 the title and the premise of Snow White, knowing that people aren't going to read all these articles. They're going to see Snow White. They're going to go, we got to go see it. My God, to remake Snow White. And you're going to get people there. And you're, you're tricking them. You're a coward. If you were brave, if you were really brave, the leader that, that you really, then make your own thing. Do your own thing. Create your own character new. Don't change a tradition. And quit saying, what does it matter? It does matter. That's what's wrong with this country. 
They say everything needs to be changed. Leave things alone. I'm afraid I'm going to wake up one day and they're going to say, hey, you know what? We need to move the College World Series from Omaha. We need to move it around. Don't do that. Leave it alone. Leave things alone. So there's a photo. Right? There's a photo out there of of, of kind of a, a steel shot on the set of Snow White. And uh, Disney admits that the woke Snow White remake images are real. Let me tell you something, guys. If you go online and you look at those pictures... That will blow you away. That's going to blow you away. The images, the still shots from the filming on set of the dwarfs. It's the, you got to be kidding me, man. You got to be kidding me. We, we're doing it. We're doing it. I haven't. It's, I just don't look. It's not confirmed. I don't know. I don't know this. What's the over under on how many of the dwarfs are transgender? What do you think it is? Two, three. Seven dwarfs, three. Three are trans. What do you think? Okay, I say this. I say I'll say this. Two trans, one gay, one lesbian. And so two trans, one gay, one lesbian, one non-binary. I don't even know what non-binary means. I don't. I, I'm not even gonna I'm not even worried about it. Not even worried about it. I share it's the term they use, so I don't care. Bet you anything, right? It's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. Remember how crazy it was yesterday? And it's crazier now. So I'm telling you. Anyway, all right, guys, uh, I'm going to go. I'll be back tomorrow for more, you know, uh, just uh, more rants, more of this, that, the other things I was just ticked off about today. I got more uh, in store for you, though. Thank you for listening. I appreciate all you do. Thank you to my good friends over at RHTC. Thank you for sponsorship. Thank you for all you do for me, sticking by me and, and not letting other people's, you know, just how dare him say these things that you know are fundamentally 100% 100% truthful, and they're rooted in good things. They're not rooted in hate. I don't want us to go out there and attack people because of it. I just think it's wrong. It's wrong. I love to have conversation with people about it, but uh, sometimes they don't take me up on that, and sometimes uh, I can't just sit here like I'm talking to air, so I just got to deal with it. I got to deal with it. Anyway, thank you so much to our good friends over at RCC. We appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you to my friend PC. Thank you for what you did this weekend. Thank you. You have no idea how much you mean to me, brother. I hope uh, we continue to to just grow this friendship and uh, iron and sharpening iron. It, it, iron sharpening iron is 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 what it's about. Um, thank you. Uh, sometimes I'm at a loss for words, and I appreciate it, brother. God bless you. All right. Until next time, guys. You know what it is. It's your podcast. It's rooted in God, family, country. And the views on this show, we find ourselves unwavering on those views. So that's what we called it. Hey, see what we did? Okay, that was dumb. Anyway, all right, unwavering, toxic masculinity from the dude's den. I'm Kevo, your host. God bless. See you next time.